Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 182 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. New week, new opportunities. All right, let's have ourselves a week. Okay, let's have ourselves a week. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Man. <laughs> that boy Luca is the truth. He's the truth. He's the truth. Luca the Dawn. Stop playing. Stop playing. We got it. We're going to talk about it. The Mavs advanced to the Western Conference Finals like I said they would. Miami advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals. Boston's there. Golden State's back in there. Hey, down to the Final Four. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be crazy. Uh, we got to talk about what happened last night with the Mavs. Um, we got to talk about, I want to preview the Western Conference Finals, preview the Eastern Conference Finals. Then we got to go back to Saturday night and talk about that fight of the year candidate, 154-pound uh, uh, undisputed title fight between Jamel Charlo and Brian Castaño. What a battle, what a war. Got to go back and talk about that. But let's start off what happened last night when the Mavs absolutely torched the Phoenix Suns on their home court in Game 7 of the uh, Round 2 of the NBA playoffs. I didn't care where the game was. I had already had said Luka in 7, but it wasn't just going to be Luka. He could have had a night. But he needed everybody else to have a night. Have a night, and that's exactly what happened. Spencer Dinwiddie. Wow, wow. Dinwiddie was out there balling, man. They say they say broke Dinwiddie, a generational talent. They say the man spent all his money on NFTs and pictures of monkeys. So now his pockets are dry, and now he out there balling, out of control. Dinwiddie, thirty points, three round, three rebounds, two assists. Five three-pointers. Luka to close the show out last night. 35 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 6 three-points made. Fam. Fam. I told y'all to leave Luka alone. Y'all ain't listen. Devin Booker out there trying to snatch the ball from, you know, made Luka mad. Devin Booker gets fouled, flops, said that's the Luka special. Lil Wayne, Tunchi, Wheezy, Wheezy F Baby. And the F is for fire up the backwood because the Suns are now a pack. <laughs> Woo! Wayne gonna come out and tweet, Luca a hoe. Fam, you can't do that. You can't call Luca a hoe. Come on. Y'all think Luca ain't see these tweets? Y'all think Luca ain't see the post? Y'all think Luca not at the crib? On the plane on Bleacher Report on Twitter scrolling. Y'all 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 really think Luca ain't see all this stuff? 
or hear what y'all was saying during the games. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Lucas said, all right. He said, okay. I got something for y'all. Game five, I said Luka in seven. And the Mavs went on to win the next two. But I didn't care what the game was. As long as the um, the role players step, stepped up, man, I knew Luka and them boys would be fine. And what a coaching job by Jason Kidd. We got to give Jason Kidd a lot of credit, man. He, he, he called out the right defenses he had to plan and absolutely took Devin Booker out of the game. I mean, took him out of the game completely. Took him out of the game, man. Uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker and and Aiton, none of those big does the Sun stars did anything last night. I mean, at all. Devin Booker eleven points. Chris Paul ten points, and these came in the second half when the game was over. They didn't do nothing in the first half. Cam Johnson twelve points. Campaign, come on, fam, five points. Where's Aiden? Did Aiden even score five points from Aiden? These are not Game 7 numbers. These are not Game 7 numbers, bro. They're not. The Suns did not show up to play Game 7 basketball. Or they did. And the Mavs were just better than them last night. Or better better than the whole series. Because I'll tell you who was better than than the whole series. Luka Doncic. Luka was better than Devin Booker the whole series. Which was already something that we already knew. I, I never understood why you guys... Why that was ever a conversation. It should never be a conversation. Luca is him. And Devin Booker pretends to be him. Devin Booker is not that guy. He is not him. At all. Chris Paul, point fraud. Oh my God, he's retiring without a ring. That just warms my heart, bro. I don't think y'all understand how much I hate this self, this uh, son's team. I don't like Chris Paul. He's dirty. He's a dirty player. He's a fraud. I don't like him. He blows 2-0 leads. He can't hold the 3-1 lead. He can't do nothing. Devin Booker. His biggest accomplishment was scoring a lot of points in a loss. Don't like him. Jay Crowder. I didn't even like him when he played for Miami. Always hated him. Can't stand him. Can't stand him. And then the rest of the Suns team, they just they're just annoying to me. I just don't like them. Fam. Last season, when they beat the Lakers in the first round, they were celebrating like they just won the championship. Then they get to the championship, and what do they do? They don't win it. You guys were celebrating in round one like like that was it. Like Y'all was ready to drop balloons, confetti, and have a damn parade because y'all beat the Lakers in round one of the NBA playoffs. What have y'all done since then? Not a damn thing. Oh, the best record in the West? No, no. What that mean? That don't mean nothing in the playoffs. What you did in regular season don't mean anything. I'm so glad they got humbled, bro. I just do not like their Suns team. I hate them. Legitimately do not like them Suns. And I'm so glad that I was able to witness their downfall last night. I, I love to see that, man. I wake up every morning and, um, you know, I pray to the Lord. Thank you for waking me up for another beautiful day. And then I say um, thank you for allowing me to see another day where Chris Paul is ringless and it, it just, you got to wake up and pray for the hate and the downfall of the others that you hate and don't like to see win. That's what you got to do. Now, the Lord may not always listen to you. So your prayers are going unheard, but it's just the effort that counts. Right? Because you, you know the Lord ain't going to grant you no prayers when you hate no people. That ain't right. 
But you got to do it anyway. You got to try. So when you get lucky enough and the downfall actually happens, it's like, oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Hate Chris Paul, bro. So happy to see the Suns lose. But in all seriousness, all jokes aside, the the, the Mavs outplayed them. They outhustled him. They out everything them last night. But throughout this entire series, man, it was always Luka. Whether it was a win or a loss, it was always him, bro. Always him. Look at the numbers. 45, 12, 8. 35, 5, 7. 26, 13, 9. 26, 7, 11. 28, 11, 2. 33, 11, 11. Last night, 35, 10, 4. He averaged 32.6, 9.8, and 7 assists in the series. Fam. Fam. Don't ever question him, man. Don't ever question him. Is 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 Luca might be that guy? Is Luca? No, he is. He is. His 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 ability to score and facilitate. You already know who it reminds me of, man. You already know. Reminds me a lot of the king. Reminds me a lot of the king. And then his just his mentality to the game, bro. It's like he does not have any fear. And remember we talked about the first two games and I said maybe the home crowd was too much for Luca and maybe they were in his head. He turned that right around. He he just let loose and fought back. He fought back. He fought back. He gave them that energy they were giving him because I mean last night, bro, he was just he was laughing. He just kept smiling after every bucket he made. Like, why are you like this? And I was so glad that Wayne was in the crowd because I'm sure he looked over there a couple times. But he kept mugging the crowd. Like, like y'all made me do this. Y'all made me do this. Y'all made me do this. And the game was over at halftime. I was surprised the Suns even came back out the locker room. I was surprised the fans came back from concessions. They should have just went on home. It wasn't no comeback for to happen. The game was over. Fam, it was, at, it was like, what, 70-something to 31 at one point? I've never seen in the in a game seven, in the playoffs, and then both game sevens, everybody was like, "Oh, game seven, the best two words in sport." Now we have seen some classic game sevens, so we all had a right to be excited. But for both games to end up being blowouts, oh, that's crazy. But that that Mavs and Sun, that wasn't a blowout. That was like. Mr. Booker himself said that was a good old fashioned ass whooping on national television. And it's so funny to watch like everybody. <laughs> Pat Bev was on uh ESPN this morning talking about Chris Paul. You said you had Anthony Edwards last night talking about the Suns and how much trash they talked and, and now they done. Bro, other players don't like these guys either, and I can't blame them. I cannot blame them, bro. Hate the Suns. Cannot stand them. Thank you, Luca. Thank you so much. We 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 owe you a lot, man. We are all we were all Mavs fans last night. Seriously. We we all were. Hashtag thank you, Luca. Thank you. Um What else, man? Do you have anything else about game uh this series? Um no, just congratulations to the Mavs and, you know, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie. They, they showed it up and showed it out last night. They showed it up. 
and showed out. That's what you got to do. And they're going to need that in the next series. They're going to need a group effort in the next series because Golden State Warriors, this series, the series they played against Memphis, if, if the Grizzlies had the playoff experience, Going into this, the playoffs, I said that the, the Grizzlies would, you know, make some noise, but I wasn't really, you know, sold on them simply because they're young. They don't have the playoff experience. You get out of round one. Now you're going up against the Golden State Warriors, a team who have, has been there plenty of times. And you had opportunities throughout the series. Game one should have been a win. The first game without Josh should have been a win. And then... Game six, it was close the whole game. You had them on the ropes. Had them on the ropes. Game six was a, a, a fight. Game six was a fight on the road. Game six was a fight. I I, I told you guys that the, the Warriors had to blow them out start to finish. They didn't do that. It was very close at halftime. Still close in the third quarter. The game got away from them with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Then the crowd got involved. And um, what's the guy? What's his name? Uh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks was putting on the show. I mean, he was doing step back threes and Curry's face. But then I think after that, I think the Golden State hit a three. And then Brooks brought the ball down, lost it off his foot. And I think that was the Draymond dunk. And I think it was it was pretty much over right there. They had um they had their opportunities and they, they you know when Golden State would try to make a run, Memphis was right there getting right back at them. They didn't have one last gasp left in them in that fourth quarter. It was over. And it was so it was so much going on in that game where you would look at the Warriors and say, How do they win this game? They won the game on the on the boards. They had, what, 21 offensive rebounds, I think? Hold on, let me go back and make sure that number's accurate. Because the Warriors, the, the Grizzlies could not buy a rebound to save their lives. They could not. They could not. Bro, Looney alone had 22. The offensive rebounds, bro, were killing the Grizzlies. They could not. Nobody could get a rebound. And then... You can't get a rebound, so now the Warriors are getting these second uh, second shot opportunities, second chance shots, and they're making them. But they didn't start making those until like the fourth quarter. But they, the the punches, the body blows started adding up. Man, those those second chance opportunities will knock the gas, the the uh, the breath out of you. So by the fourth quarter, they didn't have l- enough left to keep going back and keep going back to the well. It was nothing else to do. And everybody talking about game six, Clay, game six, Clay. Okay, yeah, Clay had a good game. But what about uh, the work from uh, Andrew Wiggins? Bro, he was saving the Warriors. I mean, putting up crazy shots. And the turnovers, bro. The Warriors were turning the ball over almost, it felt like, every other possession. And Memphis could not capitalize. They just didn't have enough. And I don't even think... With it, maybe with job they had, they stood a better chance in that game. But I still think, as a as a unit, the playoff experience was simply not there, and they were not 
equipped to win a fourth quarter against this uh, Warriors team because the Warriors just have too much. They've been there before so many times. So they've seen everything that the war the, the Grizzlies would probably throw at them. And the Grizzlies, they just didn't have, have enough. But if they keep this same team, the, the Grizzlies will be bad. And they know that. So that was a good run for the Grizzlies. They know that. Jai's injury didn't help them at all, but now we move on and we're in the Western Conference Finals now. And this, 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 this is going to be good. It's going to be good. I, woo, Grizzly, I mean, excuse me, Mavs, Warriors. Who has home court in the series? Let's take a look. Oh, the Warriors do. Interesting, interesting, interesting. First two in Golden State, second two in Dallas, and then so forth. Now, does home court really matter? Who knows? I think that the mem- I think that Dallas just beat the Warriors. Crowd is tough. Especially when that avalanche starts. But I feel like the Suns crowd is, is like hot start to finish. So for Dallas to go out there and shut them up after the first half, that was big. So can Dallas go out west to Golden State and, and take that crowd out of the game early? That would be nice. That would be the way to do it. But you look back at the regular season between these two games, they split the regular season series two to two. Um, you go back to January fifth, the Mavs won ninety nine eighty two. January twenty fifth, the Warriors blew the Mavs out one thirty to ninety two. February twenty seventh, the Mavs win one oh seven one oh two. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! They did not tie. Excuse me, I've read that wrong. Whoa, wait, this changes things. The Mavs won the regular series, uh, regular season series three one. Oh wow, interesting, interesting, interesting. That's good stuff right there, though. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Not that it matters anymore, but you know if you, if you're the Mavs you look back and say okay we beat these th- we beat these guys three out of four times in the regular season let's beat them four times in the playoffs i think this series what it's going to come down to is consistency consistency can the Denwitties, the Brunsons, the Clevers can they be consistent throughout this series cuz we know Luke is going to show up we know that. That's a given. Luca will be there night in and night out. But will his supporting cast be there? Will he be able to do his thing and count on the others to knock down their shots? Bullock, Finney Smith. Will you guys knock those shots down when I pass you the ball and you're wide open? Can you knock these threes down? Because the Mavs are wanna go, they're going to want to get out there and try to go blow for blow with the Warriors and shoot those threes. At some point in the series, they're going to do that. So it's going to be up to the road players on the road to step up. 
Because we all know they do much better at home, but we need that same energy on the road. So can you be consistent in that? Then for the Warriors, can Clay be consistent? Because he wasn't in the first uh, in in this series against the Grizzlies. Can the defense be consistent? So going to be a lot at play here um, on both sides to who and how this series gets won. And the, the Mavs just have to um, withstand the Warriors' avalanche because it's, it is a real thing. We know when it comes, it, it's going to come. So can they do that is the question. And I think that the Mavs are more experienced, obviously, than the Grizzlies. They, they are healthy. Let's hope everybody stays healthy this series on both sides. Don't like to see injuries for anybody, but that's what it's also about, too, is staying healthy for both teams. And um, it's going to be a good series. I, I'm rolling with the Mavs. And how many games? I would say six. I think, I, I think I'm going to take the Mavs in six games. I think they split the first two. I think they take the next. Oh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. It's going to be a good series, but I am I am taking the Mavs. Let me see. Let me go back to the schedule. All right. I say they take game one, lose game two. I think Dallas wins game one. Golden State wins game two. Dallas wins game three. Dallas wins game four. Lose game five. And win game six. Yeah, I think they finish the season. I think they finish the series at home in game six, and they move on to the NBA Finals. I'm I'm rolling with the Mavs in six games, man. Mavs in six. Mavs in six. Mavs in six. Yeah, that's what I'm rolling with. Now, on the opposite side of the playoff bracket, we have the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. This is the fifth time that the Miami and Boston will meet in the postseason and the third time in the conference finals. <clears throat> you go back in time. Boston won um, in round one, 4-1 in 2010. Then Miami beat them in the, um, in the second round series, 4-1 in 2011. Miami beat them in the conference finals in 2012 in seven games. And in 2020, Miami, Miami also beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals in six games. This was in a bubble. Um, you look back at how we got here for each team. Miami beat the Hawks in five, then beat the 76ers in six. Boston swept the Nets and then beat the uh, defending champion Milwaukee Bucks in seven games. So, that's how we got here. Um, Boston won the season series 2-1. Um, Miami's win in the regular season came in Boston, but this is also, we're talking about um, games where Miami weren't fully healthy. That's the one, the blowout game. Uh, January 31st, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and P.J. Tucker all missed that game. Um, Let's see, anything else to say? Uh, let's look at, you know, comparing the teams. This is the number four ranked defense in the Miami Heat versus the number one ranked defense in the Boston Celtics are giving up 106.2 per game. And um, we got 
where we at in three points? Three-point shooting. I know Miami is, like, what, one of the best three-point sh- uh, shoot. Yeah, the Heat were the number one three-point shooting team in the league, shooting at 37.9%. Celtics were number 14 at 35.6%. Listen, these teams are very similar. They're very similar in, 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 in the numbers, in the defense. They are very similar. Um, this series is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight, man. It's going to be a dogfight. And, and both of these teams are on a mission. Their stars are on a mission. You look at Jimmy Butler. He's uh, averaging 28.7 in the playoffs with 5.4 assists and 2.1 steals. He's leading the Heat in three of the five big categories. Then you look at Jason Tatum. He's averaging 28.3. <laughs> it's going to be a good game, man. It, you got Uncle Al versus Bam Adebayo. Um, you got to see if, if Kyle Lowry is going to be healthy enough to carry the load. But if not, man, I think Gabe Vincent is fine to coast, to keep coasting. Because Gabe Vincent stepped up for the Miami Heat. And going to have to see if um, Duncan Robinson gets more minutes this series. But I think with the play of Struess and with Oladipo getting more minutes, I don't think we'll be seeing much of Duncan Robinson maybe in this series. I think we'll be seeing more Oladipo, more Max Struess, because those guys are, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Come on. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Um, This is going to be a good series, though, man. I, I, and this is another one where we talk about home court. And we talk about home court a lot. Now, Miami has not lost at home court um, at all. They haven't lost at home in all of the, you know, both playoff series. And you look at Boston, how they just won their uh, series against the Bucks. They only won one game at home, and that was in game, that was game seven in Boston. They were on the road winning. So they were road warriors in the second round. So you got the road warriors going up against a team who hasn't lost at home in the playoffs yet. Um, this this matchup is probably the best matchup that we were going to see in the East. I don't think that the Heat and Bucks would have been a very good series. Even though that was a series I want would have wanted simply because of, you know, a little rivalry there, but Boston and Miami is the rivalry. Right. This this is the series that I think a lot of people wanted to see. Um I, I called this series back um, in April. I said this was going to be the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, it's documented. It's on Twitter. I, I took a screenshot. It's there. I didn't lie. Um, this is going to be a hell of a series, man. Tatum, Brown, Oladipo, Jimmy, Bam, Al Horford, Hero. Then you got Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. Bro, this series is going to come down to What's been highlighted all year? Defense. Can the Miami Heat stop Jason Tatum? Can the Boston Celtics stop Jimmy Butler? Which big man is going to, you know, get that advantage? Is is Bam going to be on? You know, will we see more Uncle Al turning back the clock? There's so many questions going to the series. Whew, I can't wait till, till we get the answers, man. I cannot wait. This is going to be a hell of a series. Um, for some reason, my mom has become a Celtics fan. How that happened, I don't know. Maybe because Jason Tatum looks like me and she just loves him. 
more than me at this moment. I don't know. Um, but she she's been riding with the Celtics. She likes the Heat, but she picked the Celtics to beat the Bucks. She pe- she's picking them to beat us. I I don't know what I don't I don't know what's going on. Hey, get, get, get out! Yeah, I I don't know, bro. I don't know. But the series starts tomorrow, eight thirty on ESPN. Oh damn, we we there now? Where all the Eastern Conference games are on ESPN and ABC. And then I guess with the West, the oh TNT got the Western Conference Finals. Damn, and then that's gonna be it. <sighs> so we only got one more round of Chuck Kenny and Shaq and Ernie. Damn, that that hurts. That hurts. Um, but uh, uh yeah, man. Look, I don't, I don't want to say my my Miami Heat fan opinion of this series. So. I guess I would just say, you know, I don't know, bro. I want to say Miami in five so bad. But I'll say Miami in six. I think Miami takes the first two. And then Boston takes the second two. And Miami wins game five. And then they close the show in game six. Maybe. But I'm I am picking Miami to win the series. So I'll say I'll say this. I'll say I'll I'll play it safe. I'll say Miami in six. I don't think this series is going seven, and I don't think the Western Conference finals is going seven. But whoever comes out the east, whether it's Miami or Boston, you know, I hope it's Miami because I'm a Heat fan and I want to see us get back there and, and win it this time. Um you know, last time we were there, we played the Lakers, and I didn't mind losing to LeBron because you know, guys know I love LeBron. So I was like, all right, LeBron, you got a ring. That's fine with me. But LeBron ain't here. So whoever the hell we play, whether it's Luka, Luka, I love you. It's just business. Or it's Steph. You guys know I don't like the Warriors, so let's go Heat. But whoever wins this series, I'm picking to win the finals. I think whoever comes out the East is winning the finals. Um, I think both of these teams are tougher than the teams in the West. I think they're stronger. I think they're more physical than both teams in the West. So I think that that whoever wins this series is winning the finals. I've, I'll, I'll say that. I feel like a, some people, most of the people I talk to in my circle feel that way. So I don't think this is a far-fetched uh, take. But, yeah, whoever wins the Eastern Conference Finals will be the uh, NBA champions this season. So I'm excited. The playoffs are coming to a close, and then we'll be in the finals, man. Sierra is moving pretty fast. This is crazy. This is nuts. This is nuts. Um, let's see. I think that's all I got for the NBA. Now let's look back on Saturday night's matchup between Brian Castaño and Jamel Charlo. What a fight, bro. What a fight. I was at the edge of my seat. I was um yelling all fight. I mean, start to finish. I was, yeah, yeah. That's how I was acting, bro. I was hype. I was hype because it was such a good fight. You know, you compare that fight to what we saw last weekend with Canelo, which was not such a good fight. It was very, very boring, and Canelo got his ass whooped. But this Saturday night on Showtime for the free ski, we saw a war, a battle, two champions in there getting it in. I scored the fight. It was very hard to score. Um, we'll talk about that 
after the you know the fight itself uh i i didn't agree with the judges at all but i didn't agree with the judges i scoring the fight was it was very close in my opinion but the fight itself was really good it was really good man from round one to round 10 both guys were just pressing the issue um castano was walking charlo down had him on the ropes, but even when he had Charlo on the ropes, Charlo was coming right back off the ropes with these counter punches, and that's what was killing Castano, the counter punches. Like even though he was going in with his lead right hook and 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 being able to get on the inside with Charlo, Charlo was still banging right back with him, and Charlo was just putting a lot of water in the basement from round one to round ten, just kept going with the body shots, and it was um, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. Hold on, my manager just like texted me. They gave Jair eighty-four um, million, but couldn't give Devontae one hundred twenty-five. I'm gonna hate the Packers. Whoa, 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 wait, man. Look, listen. If we didn't trade Tay, they probably wasn't gonna pay him. Damn. I knew he was going to text me. I knew he was going to be sick about that. It's just business, man. I'm happy Jair got that money, though. I am. I think that's, you know, the last piece to our defense. So, go, Pat, go. But back to what I was saying, man. Um, both of these guys were able to press the issue. But, yeah, Charlo was putting a lot of water in the basement. Those body shots added up. They added up. They were heavy. They were hard. Both of these guys were landing big power punches. Big power punches. So let's look at the, uh, the copy box punch stats. Um... Let's see where we at, where we at. Round to round, it was close. 13, 10. Uh, these are total punches landed. So, 13, 10, Charlo. 14, 19, Charlo. 19, 13, Castaño. 28, 20, Castaño. 35, 32, Castaño. 27, 22, Castaño. 9 to 8, Castaño. 15, 15, 21-20, Castaño. 21-16, Castaño. Castaño was, once again, outlanding Charlo for the most part of the fight. He outlanded him in the entire fight. But whose punches were more effective? It's probably Charlo's, as we saw. Um, he outlanded him in power punches. Charlo outjabbed him again. But what it came down to is the late, I want to say... Probably the eighth round, the eighth round, I think is where Charlo started to sit on his punches more and he got more comfortable. He started to box, uh, outbox Castaño. And just like the first fight, it seemed like even if it went all 12, that that the championship rounds would have all gone to Charlo because he started boxing. And that jab that was there the whole fight, was it was still there, even though Castaño was still coming Charlo became the more effective puncher. <laughs> he became the he became the more effective puncher, man. My manager just texted back. He said, "Me and me and you is beefing all year. Chill, bro. You you just gotta understand. I know you love Tay. I love Tay too, but it's just business." Um, back what I was saying. Yeah, Charlo became the more effective boxer in the championship rounds once again, and I felt like. He was about to run away with the fight. I, well, you know, texting my buddies watching the fight. I thought the fight was about to go in favor of Charlo. 
towards you know the end of the fight. Now you come into the tenth round. I'm looking at my scorecard. Let's look at my scorecard actually. So I had it at the time before. Hold on. Yeah, going into the tenth round, I had it eighty six eighty five for Charlo. I gave him the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Three straight rounds. I felt that Charlo won them. And then I gave, so let's, might as well go ahead and give, you know, the uh, entire nine rounds. So round one, I gave to Castaño. Round two, I gave to Charlo. I gave the next two to Castaño. Gave round uh, five to Charlo. Gave round six to Castaño. And then I gave round seven through nine to Charlo. So, like I said, I had it to where Charlo was starting to pull away. Um, I thought that the boxing was starting to be a bit too much for Charles Castaño, and that even though it was still a dog fight, you could tell that Charlo was getting to be more comfortable um, and more confident in what he was throwing. And the counter punches were still there, and they were there often, but it went from, okay, I'm waiting for this guy to come in, and I'm countering him, to, okay, now I'm going to bring it. Now I'm going to show you. Now I'm going to force you to react. Um, you know, I'm pushing you against the rope. So it was a hell of a fight. It was very close. Um, then the 10th round came. And Charlo caught him with this left hook that I didn't even see. Because I thought it was a body shot that put Cassano down. The body shot wasn't even... He probably even feel that. It was probably just like... Nothing it, like he, he, bro. The left hook was so sneaky. Sanyo had this like wild, delayed reaction. He just crumbled. I mean, crumbled. He crumbled, and then he was down. I said, "Oh my god!" And the ref started counting. Sanyo gets up. He can barely stay still. He can barely stand. He's wobbling. How that fight didn't get stopped right there, I have no clue. Because. Castaño's brain was saying, yo, get up, wake up, wake up, get up, wake up. His alarm, his mental alarm was going off, but his body was saying, I don't think so. His legs were saying, uh, yeah, we're going to stay in bed because I, I don't want no more of what that brother is throwing over there. But the ref said, oh, no, he's good. Then the man gets his head knocked clean off. I mean, knocked his head into the second row of the arena, clean over the ropes. Put him down again, and then that time it was over. It was a wrap. Um, he did a split, and then he just laid down and went on and took his nap. Uh, I was happy that Charlo closed the show. I didn't want to see this fight go to the cards again because the way I felt, I felt that it was close. But obviously, the judges didn't feel that way. Let's look at the scorecards. They had it um, more, more in favor of Charlo. Um, let me look. Let me see what, what they had. At, uh, where's the card? Where is the card? One. This is only one. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm so sorry. I know I should have had this up already. Where is it? Okay. 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 Fam. Let me just go to Mike Cottinger's Twitter. Because I'm sure. I think he did tweet it out. Mike Coppinger. Alright. Back, 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 back. 
Go back, go back, go back. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, so here's the scorecards. They had it, 87-84. Oh, Charlo was up on all three. 87-84. Okay, I can agree with that. 88-83, no. 89-82, no. I thought it was much closer than those last two cards, but I had it 86-85. But that's probably why I'm not a judge. But... That's probably why I could be a judge. I, I, the way we all see fights differently, and especially when you're sitting there live, I, you know, from that angle, but watching it on television with the crowd noise and the commentary, I, I scored it the way I scored it. But like I said, I was happy he closed the show. Um, before the knockout, I was saying I would have liked to saw you know this fight one more time, but I don't think we need to. Maybe a trilogy fight could get done, but. I think that Charlo is the better the better fighter of the two, but that's not to take away from what Brian Castaño did in that fight. He, he was he was well, he was knocking the hell out of Charlo. Both of these guys got giving him props for their chins, and until uh, Castaño's chin turned into mush, but hell of a fight nonetheless. Um, yeah, yeah, good weekend for sports. Good weekend for sports. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Anything else I got for you guys? No, I don't think so. Um, oh, close the show, man. Prayers to, um, everyone affected by these mass shootings that's happened over this this last, what, weekend, man? I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I really want better for everybody, man. I just don't understand why we still have mass shootings happening. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. Senseless. It's it's it's, it's unnecessary. It's it's sad. It's hurtful. It hurts to read stuff like that. It is. Um, so thoughts and prayers go out to all the families affected. And, 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 and all the people affected, not directly affected by, you know, like they knew somebody in the shootings or just people like me who. That stuff is heavy to me. That stuff is heavy. I know with the word desensitized gets thrown around a lot because you, a lot. Some people can sit on the Internet and watch like, you know, the videos of that stuff. I can't do that, man. I can't. I can't watch videos of the police brutality. I can't do that. I can't. I can't. I've, uh, it, it, it's too much for me. But the mass shooting stuff has been going on for years. And the first mass shooting that I can remember um, vividly as a kid was probably the Virginia Tech shooting. Was that 2006? Yeah, 06 or 07. That was the first one I remember. Um and I didn't really understand why or how something like that could happen. And then it's just like since then, there's just been so many. Sandy Hook, the overall movie uh, shooting, um, the, uh, the, the one church shooting. It's like, bro, it, it makes you feel like you can't go anywhere. Then you just got one at a grocery store. I can't go to the grocery store. Without feeling a sense of paranoia now. Can't even go to church. Can't go to the movies. Can't go to a concert. 
Man, fam, you guys remember what happened in Vegas? It's so crazy. I tell the story a lot um, when we when I talk about stuff like this. I remember I was in I was in college my sophomore year, and I had watched. I started watching this documentary on different shootings, and I was watching a documentary on the Aurora shooting. And I went to sleep, woke up the next morning. I turned on CBS this morning. And there was a uh, a mass shooting in Vegas. It was the Vegas mass shooting. I never touched a documentary again. That was so eerie and spooky. It's like, what the hell? How? How does that happen? I wake up. I'm, I'm watching a documentary about something. I wake up the next day and it, it, it happens again. No. No freaking way. No freaking way. I, I'm not about to sit here and preach about gun control and politics I, I i i don't think about politics when multiple lives get taken away for no reason i'm I'm not thinking about stuff if your mind goes directly there you've been that's just that's you but that's not me my first thing is people just lost their lives bro people lost their lives people's families they're not going somebody's not getting their family member back and it was just a trip to the grocery store Come on, man. Come on, man. That, that, that That's unacceptable, man. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, thank you guys for tuning in, man. Um, I should be back Wednesday, um, for some YouTube stuff. I'll definitely have another episode of Electrified Vision. Um, I'm working Wednesday because I took the weekend off. My my girlfriend is graduating, getting her master's Friday, so I got we got some stuff planned this weekend. So I'll be off Thursday. So I'll tell you this. I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Thursday, another episode of the pod. Today is Monday, right? Tomorrow's Tuesday. We should be able to get some some YouTube content in on Wednesday. I don't know why not. Yeah, so Electrified Vision Wednesday and episode 183 on Thursday. All right? Hope that sounds good. But, uh, man, you guys just stay safe out there, man. Stay prayed up. Um, continue to live life, man. Enjoy your life. Enjoy those around you. Um, yeah, life is entirely too short, bro. So, live it. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. This has been episode 182. Um, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, retweet, follow, all that good stuff. And for the 182nd time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.